This, This is, is Yawa Radio. Time for another inspirational quote. Be happy. Be inspired. Everything you want to be, you already are. You're simply on the path to discovering it. Alicia Keys. This, This is Yawa Radio. Warm welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.com co.uk uh, now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the yawa radio team so you're listening to yawa radio you know always lovely to bring some great guests on and um financial well-being what a what a topic where do you start with this one then um and i'm just joined on the line now by uh, by gary Ellum and and, uh, and steve long how are you two you good i'm thank you Fine, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Good, good. Now, look, here's a question for you then. Um, I know we talked a little bit what we call in the green room before we started to put this together. And uh, Steve, uh, you were gonna, you shared a thought about how long uh, people are living. Um, so that got me thinking, right? Are you ever too young to start a financial plan? Right? That's a great question to explore. So Steve, do you, you want to kick off with that thing you shared about the uh, age expectancy? Yes. Um, currently, uh, the average life expectancy for a man is about 84, 85. And for a woman, it's two or three years older than that. But um, it's quite likely there are, there are children being babies being born today who are going to live to be 100 or more. And currently, there are companies in America that are experimenting with drugs and um, facilities that will, this might sound a bit weird, but make people be able to live forever. Forever? Wherever, whether you would want to live forever, forever. I don't know, but what, what you would look like if you lived <laughs> forever um, is something else. But the most important thing that Gary and I have is to make people aware that they shouldn't really be relying on the state for their income in retirement. They should be making their own provisions for it. And currently there are no training or educational facilities at, at primary school or secondary school or universities for pupils to actually learn what they should be doing to make sure that their welfare in their later life and retirement is taken care of. And we both think that's very, very important that It should be brought to people's attention. Okay, so so Gary, as, as financial advisors, then you know what? I guess one of the big challenges um, you may have is um, maybe people don't come to you early enough. Would that be fair? Yeah, I mean, it, as we spoke about earlier on, it, it, a lot of people are very reactive when they come to financial planning. They, they'll kind of reach out when some when a life event has happened there. You know, they've yeah. just taken on a mortgage. Someone, unfortunately, has passed away. They've suffered an illness. There's there's lots of reasons why people get in touch with us, but more often than not, it it is something, an event that's happened, as opposed to actually, I need to kind of get myself kind of kind of sorted out. And and more often than not, it's not necessarily too late, but it's just 
Um, it sometimes is too late, but it, 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 the, the earlier we can get in front of people, um, the better. Even if during those initial meetings, you know, there isn't capacity for them to do the types of savings and investments and planning that they want to do. I think it's nice to get in touch with them early, earlier on in the careers. I mean, as Steve said, in schools would be absolutely ideal, but you know, for whatever reason, that's not going to happen. But you know, when they first start jobs and things like that, it's useful to get sat in front of people because you can talk to them about actually the importance of a pension the importance of a company pension scheme, the importance of decisions they make with regards to making pension contributions when they're young. Um, you know, you'd speak to, I speak to a lot of people who say, well, I, I joined this company and I came out of the pension scheme because it was rubbish. And it's like, well, that doesn't, you know, if someone had have sat down and explained to you how they work and the actual physical cost for you to be in that scheme, you probably wouldn't have come out of it. You'd have stayed in it and you'd have now been significantly better off and probably, you know, no worse off kind of. Mm. Gary, Gary, do you think, do you think some people think that they've got to be wealthy before they engage a financial advisor? You know, like I've, I've not got, I've not got two pennies to rub together. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how, you know, what's the point in talking to you two? You know, yeah. you get some oh, of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the and quite often it's it's in the name of the um, the people that you deal with. And a lot of the companies have wealth manager, and they have you know they they're not just financial advisor. There's there's some form of wealth involved. A lot of companies have kind of. Uh, predetermined minimum amounts you have to have before they'll sit down and talk with you. Um, you know, you've got to have two hundred and fifty thousand pounds to even sit down and have any of our time. You know, it's 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 those things that kind of do put people off, um, which is which is you know is is wrong really. Um, it it should be it should be available for all. Yes, of course, our time is um, you know. Uh, precious to us because we don't want to waste time but we're quite not most good independent advisors are happy to sit down with people at whatever age and give up some of their time to be able to to do that as long as people are happy to be engaged it might be that you know we give people some pointers that they might be able to do it might be we it might be trigger points where we say look well actually once you do get this bonus or this pay rise or something that happens, then actually you might want to reach out and have to have a chat then. But it's the earlier we get to people, the the better. Yeah. Yeah. And Gary, you touched on there, you, you use the word independent. Okay. For, for what does that mean? You know, so if, if, if you say that you're an independent, yeah, Steve, you go for this one. So somebody you say to somebody, I'm an independent financial advisor and they go, and they're not, they're not, involved in this over not talk to somebody about what does that mean as independent well whatever um, we talk to you about whether it's savings or pensions or even life assurance critical illness cover income protection family income benefit because we're independent and the other phrase is whole of market we look at the whole of the market that offers that product before we give you advice and we have to show that we've done our research, honestly, 
to give you the best product to suit your circumstances. Because at the other end of the scale, there is what's called restricted advice, okay. whereby a, a, an, a financial planning company may only use six or seven or eight companies to provide that advice to you. Got you. The main reason is that those companies pay them more commission for that business than other companies do. They are obliged to tell you that they do offer restricted advice, but I've, I've proven time and time again to clients that we, because we are whole of market and independent, they get a much better product for their, uh, to suit their circumstances. Cool. And, and just on, on the education, bit, I just got thinking, and isn't there not, isn't there not room for some do like with a bit of vision to actually start putting some little education modules together for younger people. I know what you say, guys. It could be Gary. It could be might be challenging into schools. But could you could could you not do a little class outside the school environment and encourage young people to um, to get involved? I'm just I'm just thinking top of my head now. <laughs> One of the things that we have done in the past is um, kind of offer our services into kind of bigger corporate companies. Um, and you know the benefit to that is we kind of um, rock up for the day we'll sit in a room people can book kind of small kind of meetings with us either half an hour just to kind of come and have a chat about anything they've got in particular so that during those meetings it might be that they want to discuss kind of credit cards and how credit cards work it might be that they want to discuss mortgages it might be that they want to discuss pensions but they can have kind of half an hour whereby you go in and because of how Kind of a lot of kind of corporate companies work the age range of those people are completely different in the fact that you do get lots of younger people who are prepared to come in and say actually you know i need to improve my credit for i'm going to apply for a mortgage what the kind of things can i be doing mm. so they're great because what you can do is you can get through kind of 30 40 people in a couple of days that you know that haven't had to pay for advice they haven't had to really go out of the way to go and get advice because it's on their company premises um they've quite often not had to do a lot of um they don't have to have done a lot of due diligence on who they're using because i suppose they assume the company's kind of done that Mm -hmm. um so that's been that's been really useful i think um i think if we put on something for teenagers young people in the area to come I don't think they'd come. I don't think. I don't think people are. I don't think people are that. I don't think we could make it that exciting. That, that exciting, unless we offered a free bar. Then um, <laughs> I don't know how we would get people kind of kind of through the door for for events and things like that. But. Okay. So so what? Another question then. So at what what age can somebody start a pension? Who'd like to pick up on that one? Steve, how good your pension knowledge? That's the. Is it eighteen? Well, you can, you can, in theory, have junior pensions. So from birth, you can have a junior pension. And there's, right. some, brilliant, there's some brilliant stats around it, particularly from, a, um, from grandparents and things like that, putting money into, into kids' pensions, that if you've got, you know, with compound interest, if you put a certain amount into pension before they kind of hit 18, um, and, you know, by the time they are 65, it turns into obviously a, hu- a huge amount of money for a, for a, a reasonably small outlay, really. Um, so that's another a, a good a good kind of planning tool. But yeah, ju- average Joe wanting to set up a pension, it's 18. Okay. It's funny, sorry, Steve. Uh, the, the lady and her husband who I met last week, 
they worked with my wife at Leeds University. And because of, uh, they, they were just talking. And what she wants to do is, she's in the Leeds University scheme, which is a final salary scheme, which is a very, very good scheme. But she wants to take out a personal pension to run alongside that. Okay. He's also got two young boys who are so athletic, it's unbelievable. But she is saving, I haven't spoken to Gregor about this, but she is saving their child benefit every week that she gets it. So I said, well, why don't you look at a junior ISA? But now that Gary's mentioned the pension, we could look at putting it into a pension, although the accessibility is limited if it's in the pension, it would probably be better to go into the ISA where if need be, she could draw that money out. But, mm. you know, they are sort of 10 and 6, you know, so we could we could start something with them for that and just, just gradually educate them into uh, financial planning. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah, there's other things. There's ISAs and, as, as you, you know, you touched on there and there's cash yeah. ISAs and other types of ISAs, I believe. You know, yep. and um, but it's getting that message out there to people to just have that conversation with them. What 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 about this? And what about um, you know? It used to be, didn't it, that people would join a company, they'd work for that company for God knows how long, probably until they retire. Well, the world's yep. changed quite a lot over the last forty years or so, and they've got these little pension pots that they probably don't know about, and the, and they're all in different little things, little pots yep. over the place. You know, how, how easy is it for, for, for guys like yourself to find out where those pension pots are and maybe advise on putting them together somewhere? Is it, is it easy to do? Yeah, I'm, um, sometimes it depends on how good people's <laughs> record keeping is. They've changed addresses several times and various different things. It can be quite difficult. But there is a, there's a government kind of uh, website that you can go on where you put your details in. And what it does is it comes out, it spits out a um, a list of pensions that you have. So it might be that you've got five pensions. So, so, so if there's any kind of missing, you can kind of go to the company and find them. Um, and then I think at that point, it's probably worth sitting down with someone and working out whether it's worth amalgamating them into one, either the current scheme you've got or whether it goes into a new scheme or whether actually some of the existing pensions that you've got are actually worth keeping so that that's kind of one of the i say one of the biggest things we do to start with because quite often people will have um kind of multiple schemes from various different places and that's probably one of their biggest assets that's worth looking at and making sure it's in the right place so gary does that just does that link in is can you just put your national insurance number in for that then or do you need yeah. more information Yes, it's done off your national insurance number. I think it does, it, just to make sure that you've got, um, it does ask you other details. It's through your government gateway. So yeah. if you've done self-assessment, those types of things, you'll have um, you'll have a government gateway login and you can click on a link and there you go. If you haven't got a government gateway, you just sign up for one and then they'll send you the details. It is, it, despite it being a government website and all the things that yeah, I'm currently battling with the passport office at the moment, so <laughs> well aware of government websites, but um, it's actually reasonably good, which right. is shock horror. That's refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> and and this, you know, we're in we're in as we as we're talking now. You know, we're in challenging times with every costs going up and things like that, and across the piece. Um, and I guess it's when you're in these times like this, it's even more 
challenging for people to think, well, even if I put a little bit of, when am I going to find this whatever amount of money that I need to put away? But coming back to what we talked about when we first started, you know, the younger you start, the less you need to put away a month. I think I'm right in saying this. The less you need to put away a month for that compound interest to work over the years to give you a, you know, a benefit. Would that be right? Yeah. The other thing is you're better off doing it monthly rather than paying, making one payment a year. Because if you make one payment a year, you're very, very dependent on the price of the units that you're buying on that particular day. If you're investing, let's say it's either 1200 a year or 100 a month, you're much better off doing 100 a month because it's been statistically proven that you will buy more units in your fund doing it that way than if you just do it once a year. Yeah, so depending it's, it's much better to do it that way. Yeah, depending on what the price of whatever it is when you've yeah. put that investment in. Yeah. Um, and, and again, you know, where we go through these challenging times now as well. And um, I guess just from a, just thinking about this, if you don't need the money, the market show that over time leave it in. Would that be a fair comment? Yeah, absolutely. Try trying to time the market and come out during you know bad periods and things like that typically never really works too well. You've got to rely on a lot of luck. If an advisor or anyone is sitting in front of you saying, "Well, you should be coming out of the market now because it's high or low," they, it, you're gambling really, um, yeah. and you are get you know. Who would have seen? that COVID was going to happen and who'd have seen on the back of after, you know, Mm. three months of the markets and investments all around the world plummeting that, you know, within six, eight months, they'd be back up to where they were. You you don't know these things. So you, you know, you're much better off. And most of our clients are, are in a position whereby because they have, because we planned things well and we've, you know, we're on top of things. Um, they've got that time to be able to to do that um, and they've got contingency money and things like that, that they can get access to if needs be so that they are not having to rely on taking out their investments at times difficult mm-hmm. times got you. well I've, I've said to you before steve uh, when i'm talking to clients it's minimum five years mm-hmm. for an investment and that five-year period gives you or gives your investments time to recover if they do fall within that period because if you were on your own what tends to happen is people uh, buy at the top of the market and sell at the bottom of the market and they don't realize what they're doing and we also do a an attitude to risk questionnaire so that makes sure that your money's invested in the right place to suit your attitude to risk so that you don't wake up say on a saturday morning worrying Mm-hmm. about your investments because you know it's in a safe place and we review that attitude to risk every year to make sure your money's invested in the safe place because what tends to happen is people get more cautious as they get older mm-hmm. so what we what we want to do is to protect the growth that they've had over that period of time so they don't actually lose it and in retirement we have to do what's called cash flow modeling Mm-hmm. So what that does is we ask you what level of income you need in retirement, and then we look at your life expectancy, the expected return on your money where it's invested, and uh, a rate of inflation so that 
you know, like I say, you, the money doesn't run out before you do, so that the money's still there providing you with that decent level of income that you've, you've asked for. Great. Okay. That wonderful phrase, too much month at the end of the money. That's a great phrase, <laughs> that one. <laughs> so look, we've covered a fair bit there, you know, and, and if people want to find out more about what you do, and, and, and let's encourage them to get in early, right? Yep. Let's encourage them to have that conversation. You know, they may choose not to do anything just yet, but at least have that conversation with yeah. you. That's 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 the important thing. You know, how, how can they find out more about you two? How can they get in touch? Steve, how, what about yourself? Um, well, no, let Gary do it. Go on then, Gary. Go on, Gary. How can they get in touch? Yes. Um, well, either, either directly, so we, we're, we're um, Yorkshire Rose Financial Planning. We also have Yorkshire Rose Mortgages, which is a mortgage business, so... Um, both myself and Julie, who work in the mortgage side of things, and Steve, who works in the financial planning side of things, we are available for, you know, for quick chats over the phone, for, you know, if people want to have a Zoom or a Teams, which are obviously very popular these days. Um, you know, what I would say is for, for both businesses, our our time initially, we're happy to give, as in, <laughs> We don't, you know, we're not going yeah. to come out and see you and leave an invoice on the table and say you need to pay us this because you've taken an hour of our time. We're, you know, most advisors are reasonably happy to have a bit of a chat. And at the end of it, of course, we're, you know, pragmatic business people. We are hoping that there will be some business at the end of it and that we can work together. Um, if not, then, you know, quite often we'll kind of hopefully leave you in a better position than when we got to you as in you might know a little bit more, you might know something that you didn't know before the start of the meeting. Um, it might be that you, you, you're you not in a position to do anything at this moment in time, but at least you are in a position to know that to, that you can do something in the future and when you need to do those things. Um, Harry, and, didn't, you have, didn't you have that client who you saw about three years ago and you told her that, you couldn't do anything to help her just then. But literally, a few months ago, she rang you up, didn't she? And she said, I'm, I'm ready to do something now. And it was a serious amount of money as well, wasn't it? Yes. So it was, um, it was she had various different things. And as, yeah, as, mm. as they've said, it was, it was that it wasn't, it, it, it was that it wasn't going to be worth her engaging in my, in my paying my fee, if you like, and mm -hmm. engaging in my time. But there were things that she could do, and I could actually say to her, right, you can do these directly rather than me getting involved. And, you know, so um, I was obviously very nice to her because I'm very nice. <laughs> uh, so I was very nice to her and, you know, helped her quite a lot. Um, and, yeah, didn't think too much of it. And then she got back in touch, yeah, about three, four months ago yeah. and just said, yeah, she's just come into a lot of money from, yeah, well, I won't go into the details. Mm just come into a lot of money from something and yeah once once help and because because of the i looked back at the email thread that we'd we'd exchanged emails with regards to and i'd obviously been uh, i'd obviously been in a good mood because I'd done that <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I you know look i'm um i'm i'm probably going to be in the business for another well depending on how things go another 80 years, according to Steve. God knows. <laughs> I live till about 150, God knows. Uh, I'm probably going to be there or thereabouts for another 20-odd years at least. So, 
you know, I'm, I've always been prepared to, t- to to take the long game with lots of things in the fact that, you yeah. know, yeah. You, you treat everyone how you would treat, you know, family members and friends, really. And, you know, that's, a, it's got to be the best way to, to run a business because you never, you know, you know, you never know when that person might turn around and say, well, actually, I need mm. a financial advisor. Oh, I spoke to this guy. So you, there's lots of things that, yeah, I think it's that wonderful phrase in it. Whenever the time is right, if you built that relationship with people, whenever the time is right, they'll come and talk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and at some point, some, someone is, you know, most people are always going to need some form of either financial advice, mortgage advice, whatever it is. They're going to need, they're probably going to need some intervention from someone at some point or should have some intervention from someone at some point. So, um, yeah. Cool. So look, website they can look at, phone numbers, anything do you want to give out? Yeah, so <clears throat> our website is, um, well, I'll give you the generic one. So it's www.yorkshirerose.co.uk, I think. Um, we're just changing stuff, but I think that's what it is. Um, <laughs> and there you can either veer off to the financial planning side of things or the um, mortgage broker um, and have a look through there. Um, and then our um, land, our, our telephone number in the office is 01937 538 981. I'm on LinkedIn, we're on Facebook, Twitter, all those types of things. If you can't find us, then yeah. Um, yeah, cool, you'll be able well. To look, thank you for joining us today and sharing that you know, that wealth of knowledge. Uh, and uh, let's hope people listen in and, and and you know, go, you know what, I need to talk to those two. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. And enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. All right, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yawa Radio, bringing the feel-good feeling to every day. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.com. Co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio podcast. Copyright applies. Hi there, Russell here. Please come join me every Saturday, 3 till 6pm, for the Resilience Radio Show here on Yawa Radio, your only well-being and happiness radio station. Every Saturday, fantastic music and resilience tips. And if you want to send me in a question, please email studio at yawaradio.co.uk and I'll answer any of the tips that you've got around resilience. Every Saturday, 3 till 6pm, Looking forward to having you join me. This This is Yawa Radio. Radio.